Hello, my wonderful unearthlings, and welcome to Unearthly, a podcast where we talk about true crime, paranormal, and just things downright not of this earth. As usual, I'm your host, Kenley. It's Kenley. (laughs) Finally, I have a full episode for you guys. (laughs) I feel like it's been a while since I managed to get, like, I don't know why, I have such a hard time with getting things done, but I do. I have a very hard time. Like, I just procrastinate a lot. And it's difficult. Like, my focus isn't, you know, it's not all there. Um, But as you can see, today uh, is Wednesday. Well, technically, when I'm recording this, it's Tuesday. But when this releases, it's Wednesday. Anyway... Uh, I decided it would be a smart idea to change around my release dates and just just slightly so it helps me not be so stressed about doing things on Monday. Like, um, now I have Monday, like a part of Monday, and Tuesday to work. Like, I can record on Tuesdays without any interruptions because on Monday I'm not home alone. And I just feel really awkward <laughs> to record when people are here. And it's just easier when I'm home alone, so I don't have any interruptions. Well, we know one thing that will interrupt me, and his name's Loki, but, you know. um, I, I don't really have the time to record when I get home on Monday. I don't have my research done. I get home later that day, so I don't have time to record for Tuesday's episode. So I thought... I could research on Monday, record the episode on Tuesday, and then release on Wednesday. So with the new schedule, uh, full episodes on Wednesday and the minis on Friday as usual. So not much is really changing, just the um, bigger episodes are moving to Wednesday. So I just <laughs> I just want to like get back into my, my groove. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my goal. Like I uh, sorry. Ignore me yawning, please. I just wanna get back into like recording more episodes in advance like I normally used to do where I would record literally a week in advance. But it's hard. Like I'm trying to keep up with that again, so probably tomorrow oh, probably Wednesday and Thursday and today as well, and Tuesday, this Tuesday, you know, yesterday technically. It's really confusing, but um, these days I'm gonna like majorly work on research and recording so I can get stuff out and <laughs> I can probably just relax for a little bit. I mean, I like working. I really love doing this. This is so fun. Like I love researching and stuff and I just, I'm really proud of how things are going so far. And if we, like, when we do get to, like, say, 100 uh, listeners, I do want to start doing, like, stickers, at least. Because I feel like that would be fun. Stickers. <laughs> stickers sound fun. Put them on my Etsy. But that it'll be a while. I don't want to, like, make them yet with only a few listeners. Because, yeah. But I'm trying to think if I have any other announcements Besides what I have written on my notes. Because I already talked about the change. I don't think I have any. I don't... I don't think I have any announcements besides that. I barely have any announcements anyway, normally, so... It's whatever. But, uh, like I said, we, um... Are close to hitting 60 listeners? Like, I think we're at 58. And I know that, like, some people would see that as, like, a small number... But I I find it, like, a big number because <laughs> that's almost 60 people. And I, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. And I'm glad you're enjoying uh, listening to me ramble about spooky things and just stuff. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy it because I'm not, like, people can choose to listen to this and I'm not bothering anybody. <laughs> It's just a habit where I don't want to bother people. So you guys can choose to listen to this instead of me just talking about it. 
Um, also really quick, uh, I will be eating because my one friend told me that me eating during episodes is really funny to her. And so I made myself, <laughs> I made myself like a weird like quesadilla thing. It's not really a quesadilla. It's more of a cheese and a tortilla and it's just folded. It's not, what, could you count it as a quesadilla? I don't know. It's just a cheese wrap thing. I just wanted cheese. But, um, I just thought I'd say that I'm eating during this. And also, Loki's here. He, he was laying down, but now he's sitting up. What? Did you sit up because you know that I'm recording? You, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He knows. Alright. Uh, and then speaking about spooky things, let's, uh, get into it today. Wait, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm worried that I have something else that I need to talk about. I don't think I do. Let's see how good my cheese thing is. Decent. It'll do. <laughs> I'm hungry. Alright. Let's just, you know what, let's just get into it. I know, uh, this episode probably won't reach the hour mark, but I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Oh my god. Alright. Let's get into it. So, today, um, we're gonna be talking about something that is another one of my favorite, like, haunted places. It's, uh, up there with the Queen Mary. Like, as you guys know, I love the Queen Mary. Um, and I've been to the Queen Mary. However, uh, this place isn't like, I haven't been to this place, and I am dying to go. And it's not just me who's dying to go. My dad is also wanting to see it. Like, we want to go mostly for the architecture of it, because it's so, like, really cool. I, I love architecture and just looking at stuff. But, um, uh, we're also interested in the haunted side of this location. It's just overall, like, really interesting and fascinating. And I know this might take a while to get through because there is a lot of information. I don't know. I don't want this episode to be like tiny because um, before I left for my trip to Florida a few weeks ago, I tried to record an episode for, uh, you know, your regular length ones. And the information, like, I had gathered a bunch of information, but I guess either I talked too fast or it wasn't enough. And I didn't reach the mark. I only got to, like, 20 minutes. So it was, like, mini episode length. But I need to, like... I definitely want to do that topic. But I want to find more information to where it can be a full episode. Because it's... it's. I mean, I feel like it's full episode worthy. Eh, eh, Alright. But, so, me and you, we're going to take a trip. We're going to San Jose, California. Now... You're probably like, why are we going there? Well, that is where the Winchester Mystery House is. Ooh, I love this place so much. Like, oh, I just want to go so bad. <laughs> like, it just looks so cool. But for those who don't know, the Winchester Mystery House is the home of Sarah Winchester, or was the home of Sarah Winchester. Um, we'll get into the whole story uh and history of it in a second but i just want to like give like some details of the house um the house is located on uh 525 south winchester boulevard in san jose it is a queen anne style victoria mansion and is known it's known for its size like this mansion i'm not <laughs> this mansion is huge like it it it's huge. And not only that, but the house is, like, known for its architectural curiosities. Like, the way that they made this house, there was no master building plan for this house. They just built. Built whatever. Like, <laughs> that's why I find this, like, so fascinating. Um, it is a designated California historical landmark, and it is listed on the National Register of Historical Places. Historic Places. Alright. So... With that little description that you guys know that we're going to the Winchester house. We, it's, it's a nice big Victorian mansion. I'll post pictures on the Instagram. I know I've been like really lacking with posting pictures on our Instagram, but I will post pictures. <laughs> I promise. All right. 
before we get into it, let's take a bite of our quesadilla thingy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a better bite than the first one. <laughs> do you guys ever, like, do that? Like, you bite into a thing of food, and it's not that great. And you take another bite, and it's even, it, like, it's better. I don't know. I probably sound really stupid right now, but it's fine. I know someone out there knows. They know how it is. All right. Let's hop into the history, shall we? And then we'll, like, talk about ghost encounters and other stuff like that with the police. But I was, like, laying out the history first so you guys know more about it. It's it's really cool. Um, so Sarah Winchester, or um, I, f I think her last name was Pardee before she got married. But so Sarah was born around the year of 1840 in New Haven, Connecticut, to her parents, Leonard Pardee, and Sarah W. Burns. Uh, she grew up in a world of privilege uh, as she was decently wealthy. She attended the best schools around and she like from those schools like she learned like four languages. I'm having trouble just learn learning one like I'm still learning Japanese. I haven't been working on it lately because I'm a slacker but you know what it's fine. Um, <laughs> and I tried to learn uh, Spanish in high school. I took one year and I don't remember anything. I would like to learn four languages. That would be cool. Lucky Sarah that she can speak four languages. I don't, I'm getting off topic. Anyway, on September 30th, 1862, Sarah married a man named William Wirt Winchester. Say that five times fast. William Wirt Winchester, William Wirt Winchester. Which is true. Um, William Wirt. <laughs> William Wirt. Oh my god. William. William was the son, the only son, of Oliver Winchester. Now you guys are probably like, well, why, that's, why is that important? Well, the Winchesters were very wealthy. Um, they owned uh, the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which was prominent. In, which was a prominent American manufacturer of repeating firearms and ammunition. Uh, they created what is known as the gun that won the West, the Winchester rifle. Um, so Sarah and William, they were going to live happy, like, wealthy life together. Like, that's what they wanted, to live, like, a happy, wealthy life together, peacefully, you know, married, woo. That's what they wanted, um, but Sarah got pregnant and eventually gave birth to a daughter on June 15th, 1866. What is that noise? What the heck? You guys can't hear what I'm hearing, but it's like a really weird noise. I think it's the neighbors. I don't know, but we're gonna not. <laughs> that was like really freaky. Anyway. So, they were going to live a happy life together, blah, 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 blah. Um, Sarah got pregnant and eventually gave birth to a daughter on June 15th, 1866, who they named Annie. However, the baby died six weeks later from a disease most common in children called marasmus. Uh, marasmus is a severe uh, form of malnutrition, mostly found in children, like I said. Um, and then uh, more than a decade later, I feel so bad for Sarah. Um, but more than a decade later, Sarah's husband, William, died of pulmon pulmonary tuberculosis. Um, like, within a little bit of time, she lost her father-in-law. I didn't say it earlier, but Oliver, William's dad, he passed away at some point, but I couldn't find anything specific about it. Like, it wouldn't give me, like, a date of death or anything like that. But when he died, William took over the company. So when William died, Sarah uh, inherited everything. But, like, you lose your father-in-law, you lose your newborn baby, and then you lose your husband within a very, not, like, a short amount of time. I can't, like, I, un ugh. Um, but, like I said, she ended up being the next person with the company. Uh, after his death, Sarah inherited roughly 20 million, which, today... Uh, that would be $500 million, <laughs> as well as 50% of the Winchester Arms Company, which left her with a continued income equal to $1,000 a day, which today 
would be $26,000 a day. <laughs> My silence is me wishing <laughs> I had that. <laughs> I saw a TikTok today where it costs like $180,000 to rent out Magic Kingdom for a night down at Disney. That's my goal. <laughs> that, that is my goal. Most people would be like, well, I want to get like a big mansion and stuff like that. No, I want to rent out Magic Kingdom for a night just so I can bring all my friends and family. Like I pay for everything. I bring everybody. Like you, I don't think there's a limit of how many people can like come with you. I don't know. But, like, I'd bring everybody, like, my entire family, friends, just so we can all experience Disney together. Like, no wait times, good food. Like, that's all that I want, man. <laughs> Imagine how fun that would be, having Magic Kingdom all to yourself. Like, I just think about that for a minute. <laughs> no wait times would be incredible. <laughs> I hate waiting in line, but I do it because I love Disney. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm getting way off topic, but, like still imagine that you know all right all right all right let's continue <laughs> wait first bite of the quesadilla oh my god the cheese is like coming out oh yes oh my god okay so <laughs> i don't know why but i just started thinking about yesterday uh me and my mom went to taco bell and i decided to get <laughs> this is really funny but i decided to get the cheesy rice bean burrito it's like a little I mean, there's nothing really in it. It's like bean paste or like the refried beans or something. And there's rice and cheese. But I took a bite of it and I made a face because the mush, like the texture, the taste is good. It's really yummy. But the, it's the texture for me. And my mom looked at me like, you good? And I'm like, mm-hmm. It, it was just texture for me. But I, I did almost end up eating it all. I don't know why I felt the need to share that with you. But I had my quesadilla thingy in my hand and it made me think of that so you're welcome <laughs> speaking of taco bell you guys should so go eat the cheesy the fiesta potatoes <laughs> they're really yummy man <laughs> i love the fiesta potatoes i also um recently at taco bell <laughs> we're, we're just going to talk about taco bell they should sponsor me taco bell please um, <laughs> but the other day, me and my mom went to Taco Bell and they gave us two, uh, free tacos, the, um, Doritos tacos thing. And that was the first, well, one of the first few times that I've actually enjoyed a taco. And now we have taco night here at the house <laughs> because I really enjoyed that taco. I was like, man, now I want more taco. It was really good. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta stop. Alright. Now, Sarah was in possession of a massive fortune. I wish that was me. But she was struggling with the loss of her husband and daughter. So, I don't know if there's like a positive to that. Like, yeah, you have a massive fortune. But <laughs> this happened. Oh, God. I feel bad for her. But yet, I want to be her with the money. N nothing else that she gets, but like the money. <laughs> I want that money. Imagine the things that you could do with that much money. <laughs> um, but she went to a medium in hopes of getting advice from the beyond to what to do with her life and why things were going this way because she felt like she was like cursed, which honestly, if that kind of stuff was happening to me, I would immediately be like, oh my God, I'm cursed. Like I would think I was cursed. I'd be freaking out, man. Um, but she traveled to Boston, Massachusetts and met with a medium who supposedly channeled the spirit of her late husband, William. Um, and this medium, channeling William through, you know, uh, supposedly told Sarah to leave her home in New Haven and head west to California. Um, when it came to money, she would use her fortune to build a home for the spirits of those that have fallen victim to the Winchester rifles in the war. And she wasn't allowed to stop building. Like, this medium was like, you're gonna go to California, you know, just build a house, but don't stop building. Just, just keep building for the rest of your life until you die. Or you will be haunted by the ghosts <laughs> that were killed by the Winchester rifle. Some people think, like, I saw, I think it was um, BuzzFeed Unsolved, where they were like, 
So what if this medium was like joking with her and to see if she'd actually do it or something like that? Like I, I like the skeptics of it be like, what if this dude was just like, yeah, go do this. And then she did it and they're like, wait, oh God. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but you, you, you know, I feel like I've heard someone say about that. Like the medium wasn't actually a medium or it was like a scam, but she still followed anyway. I don't know. Um, but I, just by that, you know that Sarah did just as the medium told her. She left her home and left for California. In 1884, she purchased a unfinished farmhouse in Santa Clara Valley and began to build her mansion. Uh, carpenters were hired and worked on the house day and night, 24 hours a day. The little farmhouse uh, soon rose to seven stories. Uh, Sarah directed the additions of the house herself, having built, like, she wanted the house. Hang on. Another bite of the quesadilla. Yeah, baby. Hi, Loki. You want some quesadilla? He's like, no, I can't have that. I want banana. I, I want my banana chips instead. I have banana chips for him. They're in the other room, bud. <laughs> I wish you guys could see him. <laughs> He's looking at me like banana chips. Give them to me now. <laughs> okay. You you hop away now. Okay. I'm gonna continue this. Alright. <laughs> so uh, like I said, carpenters were hired, and they worked day and night, 24 hours a day. The little farmhouse soon rose to seven stories, and Sarah, uh, she directed the additions of the house herself. Now, she decided that she wanted the house built in this, like, haphazard fashion. Like, it was just very, like, weird. Like, curious. Um, with the whole haphazard fashion, it resulted in all kinds of oddities in the house, such as, like, doors and stairs that go to nowhere, windows overlooking other rooms, uh, the stairs, uh, have oddly-sized uh, steps. Um, the- the one thing that's, like, my favorite, like, I- I mean, like, there's a door, I think it's on the second floor, but the- this one door, you open it, and it literally goes straight down into the yard. Like, it's just a door that leads to absolutely nowhere. Well, it does lead outside, but you're on the second story and there's nothing for you to, like, step on and walk out on. Like, it's just straight down. And then there's, like, a staircase that goes straight up into the ceiling. <laughs> like, it goes absolutely nowhere. Like, that's the kind of stuff that she did. <laughs> um, some en environmental psychologists theorized that the house's odd layout, uh, itself contributes to the feeling that this whole place is haunted um but with the whole idea of the odd stuff with this house it's a big house let's get into some numbers because numbers are fun and this just kind of puts just like it just kind of like the amount of numbers that i'm about to say just settles and it's like this place is huge um so approximately 20 out, wait, 25, oh no, oh my god, how do you say 20,500 gallons of paint were used to paint the house? That's a lot. My dad's a painter. <laughs> my dad, I told this to him and he's like, no, that, that's, that's not. <laughs> we're like, yeah, 20,000 gallons of paint were used because um, he was like, well, that's too much. Well, then I told him, like, they tended to repaint things. Like, I saw something where it said, like, once, like, say, the whole house was painted once. But by the time that the house was finished being painted, things needed repainted. <laughs> so they would just keep painting, basically. Um, and I think that's the reason why it's, like, 20,000. But at the same time, the house used to be seven stories high. And, you know. <laughs> Um, there are roughly 161 rooms in this house, including 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms. I think I saw 13 bathrooms. Uh, all right. Oh, there's 47 fireplaces and over 10,000 panes of glass. 
and 17 chimneys, which confuses me because there's 47 fireplaces and only 17 chimneys. Like, don't you need a chimney on your, like, with your fireplace? I feel like I just said something really stupid and there's people laughing at me while listening to this, but at the same time, I feel like I'm correct. <laughs> I feel like you need to have a chimney for your fireplace to let out the smoke. But there's only, maybe like some of these fireplaces were fakes. That's probably it. Anyway, uh, there are also two basement levels. So two, two basements um, and three elevators. Uh, a little thing that I found really funny and listening uh, and interesting, uh, but <laughs> with the set, there was 13 bathrooms and only one working toilet in the entire house. Um, uh, it said that the uh, other bathrooms were decoys to confuse the spirits that haunt the place. However, uh, so modern indoor toilets with plumbing was rare at the time. So, um, which I don't know where I was going with that. That was like a whole new sentence that I wrote down. Why did I pair that up? I don't know. Anyway, so with the house, the house was very like ahead of its day I guess like the house had modern toilets indoor toilets with plumbing um not only did the house have the plumbing it had steam and forced air heating they had push button gas lights and no like not many homes at the time had this kind of stuff however unfortunately in 1904 an earthquake struck San Jose and the Winchester house sustained a hefty amount of damage uh due to the floating foundation the house was saved from collapsing which i forget the explanation for floating foundation i forget why what like what floating foundation is but you know what it saved the house um but like i said earlier there were seven stories of the house but thanks to the earthquake three of those stories had to be removed so now there's only four stories but still i mean that's a big house you know the average house probably only has two stories if you count the attic then three but but all right let's let's get into some of the spooky we're not gonna get into the haunting reports yet hang on i want to i want to finish this quesadilla but i i mean i'm not gonna finish it right now <laughs> like right 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 now but i am gonna take a bite also get out your waters Get out your bottles of water and take a sip. Because <laughs> I'm about to take a sip of mine. We have to drink water. It's hydrate or dihydrate, okay? Mm-hmm. I gotta refill my water bottle. I haven't refilled it today. I... <laughs> I'm really bad at refilling because I forget how much water I have in my bottle. <laughs> but all right, let's get, you know what? I'll just keep my quesadilla in my, in my hand and I'll just like nibble at it as we go. So I don't have to keep interrupting and taking a moment because I don't, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> that's annoying. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get into some spooky stuff. And I mean, we aren't getting fully into the haunting reports yet because there's some stuff that, like, I want to cover before. So some of the workers who were following Sarah's orders with the construction and such, uh, they reported that Sarah would hold seances with local mediums to see what she needed to do to keep appeasing these spirits. So she has, like, there was, a, like, a seance room. And... So, that's interesting. She had a seance room where she would hold uh, occasional seances to appease the spirits. Uh, I also read that uh, Sarah really liked the number 13. Like I said, there were 13 bathrooms, but only one works. There's 13 hooks in the seance room. 13 parts to her will, which she signed 13 times. So, I mean, I don't know if that's like all true. But it said, like, several different websites told me about this whole, like, number 13 thing. But, 
I'm sure there's like more. I forget. I know that there's more about the 13. Like there's more stuff that involves the 13. But. And it's said that she really liked that number. Anyway. Uh, another thing. Another thing. Uh, Sarah uh, would sleep in a different room each night. To like, I guess, like confuse the spirits, the bad ones at least. Um, and she would use secret passageways to get to room to room so no spirits could follow her. Nice. Um, so in September of 1922, Sarah Winchester passed away. Uh, how old was she? She was born, wait, okay, I didn't write down how old she was. Um, when was she born? 1840. Where's my phone? I'm going to see how old she was for you guys. Because I didn't look it up. Um, 1840. No, that's not how you do that. Mm -hmm. Minus 1840. She was 82 when she died. Well, there's a picture of her. Like the, I think it's the only known picture of her. I don't know how old she is in it, but like there's a picture of her like sitting on a, like a carriage or something. I'll find it and I'll post it, but I think it's the only known picture of her. Pretty sure. Anyway, so she passed away in 1922 and left everything to her niece and her personal assistant. Well, her niece was her personal assistant. Um, her niece took everything that she wanted and sold the rest at a private auction. So the house was like empty of furniture. It is said that it took six trucks, eight hours a day for six weeks to move the furniture that was inside the house. <laughs> um, now in Sarah's will, there was no mention of what to do with the mansion, like where the mansion would go. She only left her belongings to her niece. Um, the house was considered to be worthless thanks to the damage from the earthquake and the house was also unfinished, not to mention the construction of it was just impractical. Like with the 13 bathrooms and only one working, stairs going to nowhere, door opening randomly to the garden. Like it was just, I mean, they deemed it worthless, but yeah, I feel like that's like really like, I feel like that's valuable. Like it's just cool, you know? I, th I think that's a cool thing. Like, I don't understand the whole not worth anything. Like, it's, I you know, I feel like that's pretty worth it. It's cool. Funky. I don't know. But the house was then sold at an auction to a local investor for over $135,000. Uh, in February 1923, the house was opened to the public as uh, by their new owners, John and Mamie Brown and uh, Mamie served at the, as the very first tour guide to the Winchester Mystery House. Um, the house uh, now is owned by, I forget what it said, but it's the same people who are like descendants of the Brown family who bought the house. Um, also something that I thought was really cool which also kind of creepy, but really cool. Like with the kind of archaeological sense. Because I like archaeology. Oh my god, I can't talk. Archaeology. I like archaeology. I do want to talk about archaeology stuff because there's some spooky archaeology things. But you know, woo. Um, but uh, in 2016... Uh, a, a secret attic was discovered in the house. Like, they're still discovering things to this day about the house, like, different rooms and stuff. But a secret attic was discovered in 2016, and inside there was a pump organ, a Victorian-era couch, a sewing machine, a dress form, and various paintings. Like, I just found that really cool. Like, it's like a time capsule, basically, that all this stuff was still there. I think that's cool. <laughs> I took a bite of my quesadilla. You have to give me a second. It was a big bite. <laughs> I like stacked this thing with cheese. Holy crap. I wish I had pieces of chicken. Oh my god. That would be so good. Like if I had leftover pieces of chicken. Because we had chicken last night. 
but like I could have put chicken in my quesadilla and that would have been really yummy. <sighs> what are you doing? Loki is running around. Like he's like running. <laughs> what? Can I help you? He's just standing here. <laughs> he's just standing there. Menacingly. <laughs> I'll get you banana chips when I'm done recording. How does that sound? You want banana chips? Do you want a treat? He's like a dog. Or more so a cat. Like, he's a cat. In the sense of, like, he only wants pets when he wants them. Like, he'll only let you pet you. Pet him when he wants pets. But also a dog because he follows you around. Like, I'll be washing dishes and he'll stand there between my legs while I wash dishes. He followed me into the bathroom before. Whenever I leave the room, he stands in the doorway waiting for me to come back. He's like a little dog. Like, it's just really funny. Aren't you? Don't chew on the rug. <laughs> Don't chew. He's also very damaging. Oh, um, before I continue, I just want to tell you guys a story about him damaging things. So, I currently do not have a laptop charger because somebody chewed it. <laughs> um, a few, a while back, he chewed it and it was still used, like, it was still be, like, working and stuff. But some of the stuff was, like, exposed, like, the wires inside were exposed and I didn't think anything of it. But last night, I was charging my computer and working on this episode, like I was doing my research, and the the bit where it's open at, where you can see the cords in the inside, it sparked. Like it started sparking and it freaked me out. <laughs> but he loves to chew on wires. I have had to throw away multiple chargers, not only my laptop charger, but a lot of phone chargers. Hello? I got a text and I always get alerts on my laptop and it goes ding. <laughs> um, but yeah, get a bunny. They're very destructive. He'll chew on everything <laughs> and anything. Isn't that right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I chew on everything. Hi. He, um, I'll like post a picture of it cause I still have it, but he chewed one of my backpacks it was a nice leather backpack. It was like map, like it looked like an old antique map, basically. Like the print that was on it. And he chewed it, like a big hole in it. I didn't even know until I picked it up the one day and stuff came out of the hole. And I was like, oh my god, my bunny did this. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, and I love it that I just took that little break to talk to you guys. And we're moving on. To a new, well, not really a new topic, but a new-ish, like a subtopic. We're going to start talking about the haunting, hauntings, the reports. I'm going to read from the Winchester House website, mostly because I don't feel like typing everything out on my notes. But we're going to read from the website, because that sounds so much easier. So, alright. Boom, boom. So, a number of employees and different visitors, they have claimed to cross paths with a man named Clyde. Uh, he is a mustached man, sometimes pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement, or he's trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom. Uh, he's been described to management roughly like, um, uh, there's a quote here that says, We really like the actor who was repairing, no, someone, I guess walked up to management and was like we really like the actor who was repairing the ballroom fireplace wearing white overalls and a victorian bowler hat and someone was like huh we didn't we didn't hire an actor um but there is a photo here uh and it says the worker on the far right known as clyde is a popular resident of the winchester estate and he wears overalls oh, love overalls <laughs> but i'll post that picture of him um a lot of people, they feel, feel gentle tugs on shirts or skirts during tours. Um, there's a report from time to time. Uh, wait. The report. Hold up. 
I can't read. <laughs> my like brain is like, how do I read? Even though I went to school. I'm like, mm. um, all right. There are gentle tugs on shirts and skirts during the tours. And there is a report from a longtime maintenance worker named Denny. One crisp morning, after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above. Oh God, I know where this is going. I haven't read this, so I'm reading this to you guys. And I haven't read it yet, so. Uh, but the footsteps ha always seemed to be one step ahead of him. Oh wait, no. He ascended to let the trespasser know that the three-story structure was off limits, but the footsteps already, like, always seemed to be one step ahead of him, uh, one floor above. Uh, his search uh, accumulated onto the roof, and there was nobody there. Nice. Um, excuse me? What? <gasps> Harry Houdini went to the Winchester house? It says here, ever since Houdini came to the house in 1924 during his nationwide tour to debunk spiritualism, others, other experts have followed. Oh, I didn't know that Harry Houdini went to the Winchester house. I'm going to have to read about that. Anyway, um, the Winchester house has thrown out the welcome mat for the my man. <laughs> I, I like... We, we love Zach Baggins here. Like, I like Zach Baggins. But uh, him and his Ghost Adventures crew have been there. Um, a noted psychic, psychic named Sylvia Brown. Um, and a famed medium named James Von Pra? I don't know. Oh, James Von Pra? When he was there, he channeled Sarah at a seance dinner. He claimed that she expressed happiness that the house had so many visitors. Okay, that's kind of cool, though. However, uh, as recently as April 2019, an architectural historian met with the house's historian uh, to present his findings on who had most likely created the amazing, beautiful stained glass windows in the mansion. What? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I'll continue it since I started it. But, um... I guess there's a mystery on who created the stained glass windows, but, uh, they're, oh God, how, what do you mean? Guys, as you can see, I, not see, here, I suck at reading. <laughs> uh, especially when I'm reading out loud. If I'm reading to myself, I'm fine. I am perfectly fine. But I'm reading out loud for other people to hear. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to start this over. As recently as this April uh, 2019, an architectural historian met with the house's historian to present his findings on who had most likely created the amazingly beautiful stained glass windows in the mansion. However, the uh, historian of the house was convinced that at least one of the mysteries of the house had finally been solved on trying to find who created it, but there was no hard evidence. And then, something odd happened. The very next day, a restorer uncovered a perfectly preserved envelope that had been hidden inside a wall. Wait, what? <laughs> so after they were, like, not finding any hard evidence on who created the windows, the next day, they found an envelope inside the wall that has been there for 125 years, addressed to Sarah Winchester, and it bore an elaborate logo of the Pacific American Decorative Company, uh, the very company the researcher had concluded was the maker of Sarah's windows. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I know that there's more ghost stories. I know there is. But that's, like, all I found. Kind of bummed that that's all. You know what? I'm gonna... We're gonna Google. Uh, Winchester Haunted Reports. That was already in my search history. Um... I wanted to find more reports, but all I could really find was about Clyde. I do know... I think it was The Return... To the Winchester house uh, with Ghost Adventures, they went back and they caught a, a literal, like, 
they caught footage of a man walking and he looked to be wearing like the overalls, a hat, like they believe he was, it was Clyde, the one that people always say about seeing. Um, but yeah, I, I want to find more haunted reports. I couldn't find anything else. There's Clyde. The Secret of the Invisible Hand. What? Alright, I'm going to read this to you guys. <laughs> Several years ago, a man working on one of the many restoration projects in the mansion started his day, his day early in the section of with several fireplaces known as the Hall of Fires. Uh, the house was dead quiet before tours got going, and he was working up on the ladder when he felt someone tap him on the back. He turned to ask what person, what the person wanted, but no one was there. Reassuring himself, he had just imagined the sensation and went back to his work, only to experience, oh no, <laughs> only to experience what felt like someone pushing against his back. That was enough. He hurried down the ladder, crossed the estate, and started another project, figuring out that some, oh my god, figuring that someone or something didn't want him working in the Hall of Fires that day. That's nice. <laughs> um, I'll read another one. So, a tour guide named Samantha recently led visitors to the door, the room uh, called the Daisy Bedroom, where Sarah Winchester was trapped during the 1906 earthquake. Samantha was about to begin her spiel when a very clear sigh <laughs> came from the small hallway outside the bedroom door. <laughs> Uh, thinking one of her guests had merely fallen behind, Samantha turned to call the person into the room, but saw no one. Then, as her eyes adjusted to the darkened hallway, she did see something. The form of a small, dark person slowly emerged, gliding around a corner. <laughs> Samantha quickly stepped around the corner. Oh my god. Uh, quickly stepped around the corner and, again, saw nothing, but heard yet another deep sigh. She felt sure that it was the tiny form of Sarah Winchester herself, perhaps peeved to find people in her favorite bedroom. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Just a, a very annoyed sigh from the ghost of Sarah Winchester. <laughs> I love that. Just... <sighs> Here we go again. <laughs> that's all that I can think of. Are there any ghost pictures? <gasps> are there ghosty pictures that I can look at? Oh my god, I can't wait to s that you guys, like, see this house when I show you guys pictures. But are there any ghosty pictures? Like, ghost caught on camera pictures? I don't see any. Sad. Anyway. <sighs> I'm sad that this episode is only 48 minutes. I mean, is there... I want to find more stuff to give you guys because I don't want to just like leave it at nothing. Ah. 10 lies about the Winchester house. Lies? Why didn't I see this before? Huh. Oh, they're just like little facts. There it is. Number 13 again. Haha. <laughs> Get out of here, ad. Sarah Winchester spied on her employees. <gasps> what? <laughs> anyway, we're not gonna, we're not gonna dig into that. Because <laughs> I feel like I should just end this episode and be happy. And you guys can, like, look up stuff if you are more interested in the Winchester house now. But, yeah. I really want to go. I really want to go to the Winchester house. <laughs> I'm going to take a sad bite of my quesadilla. Because I really want to go. And I don't know when we're going to go to California next. I really want to go, ma'am. Mm. If you guys have ever been to the Winchester house, let me know. I want to know if you guys had any experiences. You know what? 
I want to I want to do like a thing where people talk about like their experiences with anything. Like if you've ever had like a paranormal experience, let me know. I feel like it would be fun to do an episode about listeners' experiences. You know? I feel like that would that would be a fun time. <laughs> Cuz I mean, why not? I'm sure people have had experiences. So, let me know. DM me on Instagram. Tell me your stories. I want to hear your stories. Which, that is a perfect segue into uh, me saying we're going to end it today. Um, I hope you all enjoyed today's today's episode. And as usual, you can find me on Instagram at unearthlypod22. Go DM it. Tell me your paranormal experiences. Or true crime, because I do talk about true crime. Yeah. Give me, give me anything. <laughs> I feel like it would just be fun. But on Twitter, uh, you can also find me at unearthlypod22. And guess what? You can also shoot me an email at unearthlypod22 at gmail.com. So if you don't have an Instagram and you can't DM me your paranormal stories, email me. Shoot me an email and tell me your paranormal stories. And I want to do a listener episode. Because I feel like that would be really fun. (laughs) Uh, Also, we do have a Ko-Fi that you can find in the show notes. I'm not saying that you have to donate, but it would help out greatly uh, with uh, getting things out more. So, like, say when I start doing merch, I'll have to buy said merch um, from suppliers. And then we can, you know, have merch out there. Because I feel like that would be really cool. And I also want more of a setup because I'm sitting here on my TV dinner stand with my laptop and my microphone. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, just donating would help me expand more. I feel, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to end it here. You guys are amazing. Like, I love you guys. <laughs> and I will see you in the next episode. We're gonna we're gonna take a goodbye bite of the quesadilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's some good stuff. It's not warm anymore. Kinda sad. But <laughs> it's such a sad thing. My quesadilla is not even warm anymore. I'm gonna go cry in the corner now. <laughs> but I'll see you guys on Friday <laughs> for the mini episode. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>